Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. The following program was produced by an independent community producer. The opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of the ECAT staff or board of directors. Come to you from underneath the peach blossom. It's time for an episode of Be Awesome. Find positivity throughout your life and work. Just like our mascot rooster, Steve the Jerk. Hello and welcome, Be Awesome podcast listeners. I have been away for a little bit here now, probably since September 29th, I think the date was. And I got to tell you, the most requested thing I've had happen in five years was people said they wanted more of Mark Resnick. And uh, we did a couple of episodes. We're doing these bundled, batched episodes where we come in and Adam from ECAT sits down with us for four or five hours and we bring some guests in and um the last batch mark came in and you sat in a couple of them we did the yeah. one on your book and then you sat with aaron gaugan and you might have sat in did you sit in with another one you were here all day with me i was here all day yeah yeah, yeah. no you're here yeah. all day and i guess that's what people wanted people wanted more mark resnick it's like when the people speak josh yeah you, you, you gotta, gotta, listen, you to gotta the listen so mark is uh mark is back and i think mark's gonna be back now that we have this set up i think he's gonna come back as often as possible hopefully all time um, and join me and co-host with our episode. We're going to record a couple episodes today, but where we've been off for a little bit, thought it'd be good to reintroduce Mark and just chop it up a little bit and actually let him take the wheel of being the host and, and interviewing me a little bit, I guess, is kind of the idea behind this. Maybe talk about travels, journeys, trials, dilemmas, and all that other stuff. So, Well, do I, I mean, I haven't had a chance to practice this, but do I, do I get to do a Hello, be awesome listeners. Yeah, yeah. Is, is that is that the is that? Hey, I, let's start the welcoming right. You you do the intro. It's all you going from here on out. All right, take two. <laughs> Hello, be awesome listeners. This is Mark Resnick with Josh Peach Peach as we call him, and uh, it's a Friday, beautiful Friday here in New England in Easton. Thank you to Adam and Ecat for hosting us once again. I just, I just want to jump right into this. I, I don't understand your life. I, I, Josh and I talk every single day, pretty much, yeah. and text and all that good stuff. And I have no, I've just given up. I have no idea where you are, where you're going. I, yeah. I get messages all, where you been for the past forty days? I mean, yeah. honestly, you've been home like twice. Like, g- yeah. give me a synopsis here. Yeah. So uh, it started September twentieth. I went to Kansas City, then to St. Joe's. Missouri, then to Branson, Missouri, then to Chicago, uh, then to Dallas, Denver, Vail, uh, home for a day and a half, two days, uh, back to Kansas City, to Topeka, Kansas, to Seattle, to Yakima, uh, back home. uh, That got me to October 7th, I guess, October 6th, uh, home for two days, and then I went to Orlando. Uh, Columbus, Ohio, uh, Wisconsin, Dells, Wisconsin was the most recent, uh, Washington, D.C., Anaheim, Los Angeles, and Worcester. We did Worcester in there in October oh, okay. 16th and well, 17th. I, I got to unpack this because I'm dizzy right now. <laughs> I, I don't think people understand 
Well, first of all, you have multiple companies. You know, yeah. it's not just a be awesome brand. Yeah. Um, so you do have a real, you know, I call it a real job or day yeah. job. Um, wh- what's the breakdown of these trips? Is it, I, I know you kind of blend them all in, but yeah, is that how that works? It's working that way right now. So yeah, so the, the so I have Be Awesome. Be Awesome was created, it was, so it was originally created to write a book and we still haven't written one. I thankfully I met you last year and we're partnering together going down this journey. We're going to have a book uh, here in the near future. Um, so Be Awesome was, was a side project. And what happened was it just picked up. I started this podcast, picked up interest. People said, hey, we want to hear your story. Like while you're writing this book, that's going to have your story, which is a book we're going to talk about, uh, the re- 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 changing it around over and over again to what it needs to be. Um, but we want to hear you speak. And so I was started doing paid speaking keynotes while I had a day job. And um, in December 2020, the day job uh, ended after 17 years um, abruptly. And, and so um, Be Awesome took more of a, a focal point of, you know, making that my long-term kind of business strategy. I went in and I worked with a, um, a past podcast guest who's probably saved my life in a lot of ways, Les Trackman. Went in the health sector for a little bit and did some other stuff. But um, a year ago, two of my friends, Scott Carpenter and Pat Buchanan, they started a, a software company that did what the previous company I was with for 17 years. And uh, they were they were starting out. And I just said, hey, you guys just pay me commission only for a year. You know, no benefits, no salary, no anything. It's really a risky risky play, right? Yeah. Um, and the way that the software works is typically people pay on July 1st. And I started on... Uh, July seventh, so it was it was literally twelve months. Of, yeah, that, that's not good timing. Yeah, no, my timing's never really good with that stuff. Um, so you know, I get the be awesome paid keynotes. I've got K twelve pros, which I take retired operations professionals, put them back in the workforce, and uh, and then I'm doing this consulting gig. And um, Operations Hero took off like it, we just blew up like over five hundred new. It's a school based uh, software for facility management and operations, and. Um, Went from a couple dozen clients to over 500 in a year. We got a whole statewide contract, got a whole bunch of stuff. And so in August of this year, Scott and Pat said, hey, we want you to stay on. We want to make you a W-2 employee. We want you to have skin in the game. We want you to be a part of this. Great. And um, so, yeah, so this 41 days, I did uh, 22 events. And it was right around half and half. Like half of them were be awesome paid keynotes and, um, and, and really amazing events. And then the other half were... Um, I was booth candy, you know, I was going out working trade shows and, <laughs> and, uh, and sharing the great word of, of all the things that goes great with operations hero. So uh, I've been, I've worked a booth with you. It is definitely a Josh candy mm-hmm. for sure. Post Halloween. Oh yeah. We were having a lot of fun. Yeah. 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 We were, we were in, um, we were in one event. Well, wait, tell, and, wait, you're going to tell us about the mask, right? The gladiator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. We'll get to that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, was, I was at one event this, this last month in the, in the, the exhibit hall was like really quiet, like crickets. And so I was like, hey, let's take the table, the booth table out and let's get LCR and let's start throwing dice. And so <laughs> you ever play LCR? No. It's left, right, center. It's a great game. Um, it just Maybe I have. Yeah. So it, it, it brings a lot of energy to it anywhere that, it, that it's at. So we, we literally started an LCR dice game right in the middle of the show floor and just had a blast. Like people were coming over, talking to us and you're just getting creative, like trying to like, a booth doesn't need to be like this really grandiose anything. It needs to be something welcoming where people want to come and talk to you. And so that's kind of what I do with, with, uh, operations hero. So, um, but yeah, it's been, it's been busy. I'm going to Alaska. That's cool. Back uh, to Santa. 
No, I'm not going to see Santa on this trip. I'm going to okay. see Santa in July. So uh, going up to Anchorage, I got actually two back-to-back keynotes. I got one um, on a Monday at the Captain Cook Hotel in, in Anchorage. And then I have one three blocks down uh, at another hotel in uh, in Anchorage, which will be – those are always fun because, you know, it's not daylight until 10 in the morning. It's, it's like pitch black. And so, you know, when you're getting ready and you're going to the event, it's like you're going – you don't know what you don't know which way it's like a night event yeah but it's not it's, yeah yeah first thing in the morning um and technically if it's like eight o'clock in the morning there it's noon here so my day is mm-hmm. is well in it's 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 kind of trippy so if it starts um, at 10 the sun what what time does it go until when does it sunset in december it's uh three like around three o'clock so that's you, so weird yeah you get four to five hours of sunlight yeah and then you flip the script and you go up like so i typically go up to alaska a couple times a year i've been up there now probably 15 times and um so typically i'll go up in the winter once and i'll go up in the in the summer once and it's really wild because like i'll go up <clears throat> next month and it'll be you know dark basically all the time and then i'll go up in july and uh it's daylight for 22 hours so you're up at three o'clock in the morning and uh <clears throat> the sun's just going down like it's literally going wild. down and it's coming back up at you know five five thirty. so it's it's a it's, I, I, I always tell people, you should go to Alaska twice. You should go once in the winter and once in the summer. Uh, I don't know how people that live there do it. It's, uh, I don't either. Um, and they're, they're like, the people are just like upbeat and happy year round. Really? Like, I think I would see myself being depressed. Like, now, is, is Iceland like that? I'm going to Iceland in January, which we'll talk about later. But is, is that similar, like short daylight in the winter? Yeah, I think that's, I think it's exactly okay. what it is. Yeah, okay. I think that they have like right on the same line of yeah. where they get the northern lights and they get all this stuff. okay well let's let's now that i'm a co-host mm-hmm. or unofficial co-host uh we, we well, You're gonna, host one of my goals is is to get some sponsors in here because uh <laughs> all this travel and you know we're, we're drinking liquid death and i'm drinking jason momoa's water jason momoa i mean I mean you're too valuable not to have a sponsor on this. Yeah, show. well, I'll tell you the water. The water thing is huge. I was, I was, I owned a spring water delivery business, and a lot of people don't know that. But I owned a spring water water delivery business with my dad in the '90s, and we delivered the big five gallon plastic jugs. And um, and I hate. Well, I liked those because they were made out of this Lexan plastic that was you could reuse a ton of times. But I fought the the small bottles just because of the the single use plastic. Hate and it. I hate am. It. Yeah, and I'm loving to see, you know, it costs more, um, but, you know, it, I get kids and I get, you know, I'm not like full environmentalist. I drive a pickup truck. There's pieces of things that I don't, that I do that you'd be like, oh my God, you're contradicting yourself. But if there's things that you can do, you should do them. And um, so I'm, I've been become a huge proponent of aluminum can water or even better boxed water, like the milk mm. carton stuff that's made out of 90% pre-recycled goods that uh it's 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 just it's a better product it's yeah and uh and it's not sitting in a landfill or in the ocean i've so. never had the cardboard ones but the aluminum ones are so mm-hmm. smart mm-hmm. and and yeah we're all contradictions we can't we can't really beat ourselves up too badly i have two electric cars yep. and i still go to costco once a month and buy the bottled water at for four dollars a case or whatever it is and i hate using it i don't use it but my kids do yeah but we're all contradictions like that, you know. Yeah. You just got to do your part. A little well, by, you little just, by little. And you listen to what people say about electric cars, and they still need to use fossil fuels and all this. Other Don't stuff get me started, that. Josh. I, it's still one third of the the carbon emissions that a normal car would make. I've done my homework. The batteries are very uh, not very environmentally friendly. Yeah. But 
the overall net net reduction. It's better than my pickup truck. A lot, two thirds better. Oh, pickup truck probably even more. Mm. But I did see a, a the electric pickup truck the other day. Which First one? time ever, the Ford. Yeah. I was pretty impressed. Yeah. I saw somebody actually driving it pull up in a parking spot and I was like, did, did a double good take. Looking, yeah. Well, it looks it looks the same, but like it sounded it, it, it had a little little kick to it. It, yeah. it, it they must have like did some kind of uh, audio thing to it, but so I put the deposit on that and COVID screwed ev- well, it's COVID screwed everything up for everybody in a lot of ways, but um so I put the deposit right when that came out and it was going to be available I put the deposit in like 2019, 2018, 2019. It was like a hundred bucks um, just to hold my spot. And then yeah. they come back and they tell you when the expectation of it is. And so in the beginning of 2020, I think it was, they said that I was going to, I could expect delivery first quarter of 2021, mm-hmm. which was like, cool. Now the sticker on that thing's like 80 grand. Yep. Um, and so COVID hit and then all of a sudden everything started to change and my pickup truck was actually worth more than when I bought it two years prior, if I traded it in or sold it. So I was like, this is great. Perfect timing. Sell my truck in November. Ride it out for three months without it. I'll have this cash. Get the get the pickup, the electric pickup truck, and see what it's all about. And uh, right when I came up with this genius idea, they're like, uh, yeah, the expected delivery is now uh, fourth quarter 2021, first quarter 2022. I'm like, I can't wait a year. And then yeah. everything just kind of flip-flopped again. Yeah. So. Um, but I, I've been looking at those, uh, you know, Rivian, and I, I can't do without a pickup truck. That's one of my. Yeah. I used to like sports cars and other things, and and now it's like I can't ever see myself without a pickup truck, other than now where my son's driving it all over the place. So yeah, let, let me just jump back for a sec to this forty days because I'm still a little baffled, and confused. But um, the timing, the drive, mm-hmm. well, like like what? The, let's be honest. It takes a toll on the family a little bit too, right? That's I mean, they know toll. they know the drill. Yep, she's used to it. Uh, you never get used to it. Exa- that's that's my point. Yep. Yeah. Um, it must be hard for her. It's very hard. Yeah. Um, and it's 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 um. You know, it's one of those things that I only my skill set is kind of limited, right? It's like as far as my my ability to earn what I'm accustomed to and what I'm accustomed to providing, um, my skill set's fairly limited, right? So I'm, I'm good in sales, software sales, so specifically education, software sales, and facility management, really specifically. Like I have, I've got 27 years in that specific market. Um, so that requires a lot of travel because there's just that people want you to be there. And there's the, you know, associations and trade shows that are important that you have to be there. Um, and then, you know, from a keynote, professional development, um, client service, which we're working on something really cool with that, um, there's a market here that I could be home every day, but it's, it's not large enough to, to fulfill all that's that, that I feel is needed. Like, could we downsize? Yeah. Could we, you know, do other things probably do, you know, could we, you know, do things to, to, to lighten the load. Yeah, but then what does that look like? And now I'm almost mm-hmm. 50 years old, and this is what I've this is this is all I know, right? And so, um, yeah, it's it's stressful, it's straining, it's difficult, it's definitely not easy. Um, the result is that you know I get to provide for my family, I get to make a difference. Um, I was just coming over here, and and um, I was talking to um, the executive director of the Ohio Association, where I did a keynote two weeks ago, and he's like, "Hey, man, I'm reading these reviews, and the stuff that I'm seeing is like." You know, whoever got Josh Peach needs to get a raise and Josh was life changing and stuff. And that's like wild stuff to hear, right? It's just yeah. like, 
holy mackerel. And you've sat in my keynote and it's like, it's not, I don't know, it's more, I try to make it more about the people than it is about me. And yet it still comes out like I did something great. It's like, I just try to bring awareness to how awesome the people in the audience are with some funny stories. Yeah. Um, well, that's 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 a chapter in the which book. Which the colonoscopy yeah. was a the colonoscopy was a hit. That was oh. I, I think that's what happened in Ohio. Is I got open the Ohio conference was was amazing because it was like ninety eight percent women, and I was like, oh, shoot, should I talk about? Because I talk about August being um, COVID kids and colonoscopies because yeah. that's what that's what my August looked like. And I was like, do I do it? Do I not do it? Do I do it? And I did it, and it was hysterical. Oh, um, yeah. It was just such a it was just such a funny story uh, that I shared with everybody. I'm like, what I did a podcast on, it, I can talk to you about it, and the 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 audience was like laughing harder than I had ever exp- like I didn't know how that comfort level was, and it was like how this audience got comfortable listening to me and nodding their head when I was like, it's the best sleep you'll ever get, and they're all nodding their head yes, and I'm like, now I know who's gotten one in this room. Thank you, and uh, so I was I was amazed at the feedback that I've gotten on it so far but uh, yeah no it's uh, it's not easy and to be honest with you I, I I hope that I'm I hope that I get to be able to do this in, in a way in the future that enables me to be selective and also enables me to um, to 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 be selective and to charge accordingly and to be fair and also to help so I mean COVID so basically COVID took my speaker fees from um, the highest they'd ever been um, to zero for yeah. a year, right? And so, literally, was starting all over again. Like, I, I was, I would reach out to like, you know, this is going back 15 years ago. I'd reach out to anybody and just be like, hey, let me just, let me just, stand, can I just stand on stage and talk for five minutes? Talk, I'll talk about whatever you want. And then just before COVID hit, it was like I was hitting my 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 stride with if you can be anything, be awesome. And uh, and had all these paid keynotes and I had a lot going on. And then COVID happened and and you know. Part of my speaking too was I had a lot of paid speaking from my employer, and when I got let go, that 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 was gone. And I but I still had to honor those, so it cost me a lot of money too. Oh right, right. And um, so, um, and I think that that pays off. That pays dividends, right? Because if I said, "Oh, sorry, too bad, so sad. These guys no longer employ me." Yada yada yada. Then I would they wouldn't. I got repeat business that actually paid. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I'm now just starting to catch my stride again, where. You know, I'm, I'm getting, you know, five figure numbers for, for keynotes, which is, yeah. you know, if you get to that point, you only have to do, you know, 20 or 30 to equal the 50 or 60 that you do for, for a lesser right. amount. Um, but then there's the flip side of, you know, Cham- Chambers, Alabama, go on my YouTube channel and, and listen to that story where they deserved and they wanted to have me there and they didn't have the funds for it. So just trying to figure that out. And maybe it's sponsors. So you're, this this I will go back to you with. I am open to sponsors, but we're gonna we're gonna we gotta figure out the right way to do it because you already know I screwed the sponsorship up once with. Um, oh God, I want to give them a plug. What's that mind focused stuff? Oh my God, I didn't tell you about this. No. Oh, oh you mean the uh, the little the little shots? Yeah. Yeah. No. No. I, yeah. I didn't know you actually went through with that. Tried it. No. I. Oh, I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and well, so, let, let me just say. The beauty of this podcast is is even when you have a, a real when we have real guests on we yeah yeah we'll just let the secret we'll just let the secret out we try to be genuine right we yeah. don't really do a lot of prep and advanced questions no so you and I will be bouncing back and forth topic to topic <laughs> first of all we both have ADHD so <laughs> uh well, but 
So yeah, sponsors. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, and I don't I don't say this just just it's not a, it's not solely like it's not a greed thing at all. Right. It's just uh, we you and I are are loyal people. We we like to promote each other and other people who yeah. we like and trust. That's that's what it's all about. Yeah. You so, know we're not gonna we're not gonna pitch. Uh, a random product, yeah. It's something we we use. Well, that was the whole thing. Like this, this company reaches out to me, and it was a it was a shot that you take every day, a drink, not a uh, alcohol, non alcoholic, um, vitamin type yeah. shot, a nootropic that um, you take every day, and it's supposed to help you with my mental focus and um, energy, and it's non it's a natural caffeinated thing, and. So this this company reached out to me and they're like, hey, we want you to we want to sponsor your podcast. This was a, a year and a half ago, and I was like, oh yeah, that's cool. And uh, they're like, have you heard of us? And I said, no. And they're like, well, we'd like to ship you out the product, and you know, if it if it works, great. We'll continue the conversation. If it doesn't, you can keep the product and just say that you did it, and you know, give your feedback on it on your podcast, and we'll just call call friends. And I said, well, I'll tell you what, if I'm gonna and this is kind of my my feel on anything that we would have a sponsor on is if if I'm going to suggest to people to 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 buy something um I should buy it myself so mm-hmm. I I bought the product I took it it came in like a 14 day supply I took it and and uh Amy's like so what do you think I'm like doesn't nothing. nothing didn't feel anything this doesn't work I'm not using it I'm done so fast forward like a couple of weeks and she's like Joe Rogan does it and I'm like <laughs> What? She's like Joe Rogan promotes it. He does it, and like, and I and I've taken some of his mental focus and his products that he promotes. They they do work, right? And then, um, oh, who's the guy that she likes? Shazam. What's his name in real life? Adam, you know Shazam? Sha- uh, Shaquille. No, oh. th- no, is it not? Sh- the, what's his? It's uh, not Shaquille. What's the the actor? Yeah. Oh, the actor. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is the age. Yeah. He was in the movie Shazam. Yeah. Um. Oh God, it's gonna kill me. He's got a campground in Texas. Oh, McConaughey? No, 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 no. no, no, no. It's um. Hang on, I'll tell you. I'm looking it up. Thank yeah, look, God look it up. Google. Yeah. Why? Why you? Why you? So, I can think of other shows he's on. Yeah. It's. It, I'm gonna feel stupid when I say it. It's Zachary Levi. So then Zachary Levi, who everybody loves, who's got a great story, he's promoting the stuff. And so I'm like, wow. Maybe these guys are all like just in it for the money. So then I look, and it's like your uh, the effects and the whatever happen after 28 days. So it's only 50% there. So I only mm. got a 14-day supply, and I'm like, I give up. So I got to read the labels. We got to pay a little bit more attention and definitely, um, you know, find yeah. things that fit and align with what we do because I think we're at that point. We're almost in the top 2% of all podcasts. People are listening. Um, people love it. People are giving feedback, like get Mark on the podcast more often. Um, I want to know who those people are. Yeah, I want names and addresses. Yeah, you want to get them on the Christmas because I list. want all two of them on my yeah. Christmas list. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe three. And thank you to your wife hey, for being one well, of them. Let me tell you, they're all in your house. How's that? You don't need, you don't need, to, you don't need to put a stamp on any envelope, Josh. I, I, if if it's from my house, it's my daughter because uh, I have two. Three kids, two yeah. boys and a girl, and she's the only one who's read my book. So the other two, it definitely wasn't them. I could promise you that. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I just threw you under the bus <laughs> on this podcast. Yeah. You got to get an audio version. Boys oh, don't, oh, boys don't oh, read. Yeah. No, they're totally waiting You're for the rare because you read. I do. Like literally read a book with uh, paper. I always words. have at least two books going on at one time. That's Sometimes amazing. Three. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. No, I, I just can't do it. Well, it's not all like, you know, 
inspirational self-help stuff. Most of it's fiction, just to take a break from reality. But you watch TV? I do. Well, I don't watch regular TV. I stream. Mm -hmm. I have certain shows, and I kind of binge watch, and then I go off for a TV for a month. And but when I get a good show, yeah, I watch. So, I try to watch an episode a night. So you know what I watched the most on my forty-one days of my travel. I had I had literally had this is a guess. Two, I had two nights in Yakima with Ryan Schwartz, my coworker, teammate of previous twelve years. Um, literally, I spent twenty-something um, days in a hotel or an Airbnb. I've watched no TV, and Ryan and I were in Yakima, which is an interesting city, um, in a nineteen twenties boxing gym turned Airbnb mm -hmm. with a bed in the middle of the boxing ring. Um, the two nights that we were there, we binge watched the most unlikely thing that you would think I would binge watch. Give me a hint. Um, like a genre. What genre? Is it, it's, it's a reality series. Oh. With, yeah. You didn't. I did. Not not the old people, Bachelor. No, 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 no. Okay. No, no. It's Survivor? Keeping up with the Kardashians. Really? Yeah. Josh. Yeah, it sucked me right in. Oh, my gosh. It sucked me in. I it's, am shocked. It sucked. So. I mean, I haven't even stooped that low. No, it's it it was. I'm sure it was great. So <laughs> so we were at this Airbnb. We had the TV that has, you know, the smart TV with the Roku or whatever. And I'm like, oh, man, I forgot all my logins. Well, good news for us. Miss Betty. Uh, Miss Betty's mom is actually what the account was set up under. Um, and Miss Betty's mom had quite the viewing history of her Hulu really? account, but we were lucky that we we had it. So right when we went in, the first thing that popped up was keeping up with the Kardashians, and I had like a stream of it. And I'm like, dude, we got to watch this. Like, we got to see what like what these billionaires are actually showing the world. Right. And we got sucked in. Like, we ordered DoorDash both nights and just sat there and worked and watched, and we're like. What in the world is going on yeah, here? Like it's wild. The money they make and like oh, yeah. what they talk about, it's like yeah. mind blown. Well, have you watched it? I have not watched so, it. I don't really like the Kardashians. Um, no, I I like to watch shows that have stories behind them. You know, like oh, these are stories, like but you stories. just can't believe them. Yeah, I don't. Like, I don't. I don't have any interest in that. What? So here's my thing. And, and, you know, good for them that they did all this. Oh, I don't begrudge but, them at all. Uh, well, no. I mean, entrepreneurs, like yeah, Chris, Chris Jenner, like, good for you. Like, congratulations. But I just, like, for me, just me personally, I'd rather help a, a, a hardworking small business owner, you know, making the best that they can to take care of the customer. And I would probably look the other way when four sisters and their mother all show up in million dollar custom Rolls Royces and Gulfstream jets and they're doing all this stuff and people keep flocking to them like they're following in their everything just continues to grow like they have an empire yeah and I'm sitting here going oh my god like that that's just crazy it's remarkable yeah they it's not Kanye oh, who has a, a brilliant music career who right. is has a global empire too these people did what did they how did they get that yeah, I mean, they just, you know what I mean? It wasn't like a talent that they had, except for entrepreneurship. But. Well, I mean, it's, it, I mean, I guess you could, I mean, that's a whole episode in itself to figure out where, <laughs> like, because we could all say that it was the sex tape, right? That that was what, that's what springboarded. But I mean, there was other stuff before that um, with, you know, Chris Jenner's 
previous marriages and all that other stuff. But um, they figured it out and they figured out reality TV. And I think they've been doing it for like, didn't this start like 15 years ago? I don't yeah. even know. It's a so long I don't, I don't freaking wanna... time. Like it seems like you watch these people grow up. That was kind of the thing that we started binge watching. I'm like, what yeah. year is this? Like, has it right. been on this long? It's been a while. Yeah. I do like, I'm going to switch gears a little bit to some podcasts because I do like uh, Dax Shepard's The Armchair armchair Expert. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Yep. But I, I like what they do is they talk for like, I don't know, the shows are like an hour and a half. They're long. Yeah. And then after, they do sort of a fact check. Yeah. And that's like a show and it's by itself. Yeah. Where they go back and review the tapes and be like, Oh, actually, the Kardashians have been doing this for 22 years, not yeah. 12 years, you know. Yeah. But but it's like its own little shell. So, so now you're going to do fact check checking on I, it. I think we, not, I'm not going to call it fact checking, yeah. but I think we might, you know. Wasn't Dax Shepard married to the woman that was on the reality show with the guy that did the home makeovers? I am the worst person to ask uh, any entertainment. I'm going to fact gossip. check. We don't need to have an episode. I'm going to look it up. There are people in my family. I'm not going to say any, any names, my wife, um, who have loyal subscribers to People Magazine and would know all this stuff. I am terrible at Hollywood gossip. And, I see. Mm-hmm. He's married now to Kristen Bell. Uh, Kristen Bell. No, yeah. that's not that's Dak Shepard different... then. That's somebody yeah, else. Yeah, no. Dak Shepard is married to Kristen Bell for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do want to, you know, pause for a second and just uh, uh, give my thoughts about Matthew Perry's untimely death. Um, I was a big fan of Friends, as a lot of us in, in my age group were, and I was just, it was just sad. You know, it's yeah. just sad to see it. he was fifty-four years old, and and it was, it just kind of made me a little sad. Yeah, and that, it, well, he, I grew up with him. I mean, I think it launched in '93. Well, you're younger than me, but yes, uh, we both. Did it start, like, it started it was a ten-year show, so yeah. we both ninety-three to four, I think. And you need to think about Matt Matthew. Um, I always have trouble calling people Matthew, like you. I can't call yeah. you Joshua. You know, no, ever. it's just my mother when she's mad at me. But like you know, he, he was in, obviously very successful and, and rich yeah. and wealthy. But he was like us. He was had everyday problems. Yeah, he had demons, and we all have demons, right? Yeah. And he went up and down and up and down. And just when you thought he was coming out of that, he. That's, well, yeah. It's sad. You know, I think that the, um, my opinion on the, the whole thing was, is that, like you say, he, was, he, he had demons, he worked through them. He did his, he did the absolute best that he could. And I think, you know, the hardest part with, with that celebrity piece is like, instead of realizing that's, that the world has lost a human, which that's the most valuable you know, they hit the lottery, right? There's a, it's a blueprint. There'll never be another Matthew that, yeah. that that's here. And I, I was just dumbfounded at the importance of, you know, toxicology reports and all this stuff. And it's like, he drowned. He's gone. Let the family yeah. mourn. Let the actors that, you know, mourn. Let him do all that stuff. The news was just so fixated on, well, did he did he drink himself to death and drown? It's right. like, who cares? He's gone. Like, and he was, and he was, I mean, he was a, he was a dynamic person on screen and i could just imagine you know i would have loved to have met him yeah um, me too. it was kind of he's he was one of those people like eric estrada like you were there when i got to yeah. eric estrada and it was yeah. like was he everything that i thought he'd be because of what he was on tv like i could just picture i think matthew was i think i think yeah. he would have been like a funny guy he was just a funny hanging guy. out like you think he was here. Just, yeah yeah he would have just been a funny guy but um well some of them are just you know good on screen yeah and, and you don't really care to beat them off screen yeah um but yeah it it um you know, 
what he went through as far as just that. And, and I don't know enough about him or his family. I don't know if there was addictive personality in his family. I don't know if this was, I don't know if his, his, mm. his challenges were based on stress. I, I would assume that they are. I mean, most people that are in that spotlight yeah. have those anxieties, if you will. That's what it is. I mean, it's a, yeah. it's an anxiety that you try to control with substance. Yeah. And, um, I mean, he was he was heavy. I mean, he had you know surgeries oh, yeah. and he had um, you know ten stints in rehab and all this stuff. Surgeries and, because of his opioid addiction. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, opioids. You don't. That's just a. That's just. That's a different show. Yeah, that's and a it, whole it, it different really, show. I need. I need to. I need to up my medicine. Just thinking about it because yeah. it, it really saddens yeah. a lot of me. Um, so what 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 is your what's our plan for today? Because I you know we have some other guests. I just want to see how long do you want to go with? Because I I mean we could do this all day long. Oh, we got another. A couple minutes anyway, right? Okay. Adam, how are we so, doing? We got a couple minutes? We got almost a half an hour. Wow. And we haven't even scratched the surface, which is yeah. awesome. So 40 days, you're home now. It's now uh, November. Day three, November 3rd. Been home. I flew home. So I, I woke up at uh, 3.30, 4 a.m. in Wisconsin, Dells, Wisconsin on October 31st after giving an amazing... Uh, keynote all right so this so this group, all right listen thanks thanks for not throwing me under the bus i appreciate yeah, it yeah no i'm gonna throw myself coming. under the bus Jay. Yeah. Uh, okay now you want to do it yeah no I'm, i was planning okay on it. You, yeah no okay no, no, i this. wasn't sure if you were just gonna be give me a well i didn't tell you all of the importance and the history of this <laughs> keynote so i want you to hear it all right first, here we go here we then, go and then you'll hear the bus run. you got over. two minutes because I, so, I don't yeah, want <laughs> so so in it was october 31st 2017 I was giving my last keynote before I was going home before the birth of our son Chance. Okay. So Amy was at home pregnant. Danny was it was still a trick or treater. I was I woke up that morning. I delivered a keynote in an inflatable Godzilla costume. It was one of the dumbest things I had ever done, but it was one of the things I always tell people: just be you, like just do you, right? It was so, Halloween. That was right, cool, right? But it was dumb and. uh it was an inflatable costume. You can't give a keynote in an inflatable they, costume. They, there's a fan they, running. There's all sorts of stuff. I had to get it. I had to take it off. It was it was a huge fail. Okay. Microphone couldn't hear me through the thing. It was just a huge fail. But it was it was still it was well received. But I was like, these guys are never gonna have me back again. But uh, on that that morning, did the keynote, jumped in the car, drove to Chicago, got home just in time to deliver uh, to to pick up candy with with Danny for trick or treat. And so fast forward five years. They asked me to do the keynote on October 30th, and they want to do Be Awesome t-shirts with their logo on the back, 350, 400, and whatever we did. And um, and so I, I said, absolutely. And then I was like, all right, fly in on the 29th, Sunday night, get a good night's sleep, do the keynote, and fly out the night of the 30th. Well, there were no flights. Mm -hmm. So I had to get up at 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning, Wisconsin Dells. And of course, it's snowing. Why wouldn't it be? Right. And snowed the whole way for the 150-mile drive to Milwaukee. And I uh, got there, snowing. I'm like, I'm not going to make it home for trick-or-treat. But thank you, JetBlue. They got me on the plane. They boarded us. They took off, and we got back and, uh, and went trick-or-treating. The unfortunate part of all of that was I had a lot of bags. I want a new toolbox. Um, there was a lot of pack mule stuff and I could have really used an extra set of hands <laughs> that I had counted on to be there with me. So much so that I made breakfast reservations for Sunday morning with my partner whose brother-in-law is how we actually built the friendship originally. So, 
you know, I don't want you to feel bad, but I got to tell you, my back hurts. <laughs> <laughs> no, all, all sincerity and honesty, you were missed, but completely understandable. There was only one time that, uh, you know, that's like, I can't miss trick or treat, can't miss a birthday, right. can't miss a, a milestone, your son playing in a senior golf tournament. That's a, that's a big deal. State championship um, last time. Did they win? They came in third. How many teams played? Fifteen. Well, at least it wasn't three. Fifteen best. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, they lo- they came in. They lost the second place by a point. But um, three years in a row, they've they've been to the state championship. I know. Yeah. Didn't tell you that it was third year in a row, but it was his last one. It's his last. Yeah. He's not gonna be able to do it another time. And they came in third each time by like points, like one or two points, it's, which is not a lot. Um. So thank you. Did you ever read two hundred and twelve degrees? That's an easy read. No, it's basically it's a it's a book of sayings that uh, and and analogies and scenarios that basically you know water at two hundred and eleven degrees is hot, water at two hundred and twelve degrees produces steam and energy, and it talks about the the number of strokes between like first place and twenty mm. seventh place in a in a PGA golf tournament is like three. Like it's not yeah, a lot. It's not a lot. Yeah. So I get it. Um, I get it. One stroke from first to second to third. And, Yep. Yeah, that's kind of like our podcast. You know, we're we're at we're at a two hundred and eleven right now. So maybe two ten. So this is a curious question. Maybe two hundred. I, I I'm terrible at golf, so this is a curious question. You're pretty good. No, I'm not good. My oh, my, my kids are good. I'm I'm not good. How did they get good? Oh, they just played a ton. I you know we don't have time to play. So they didn't like go out and play with you when you, they were kids, or? Well, I got I got them into the game. I'm going to take credit for that for yeah. sure. Um, but. Then we just, I just spent the money on them, not me. Yeah. Put them into lessons. And so, yeah. So, so, I mean, golf is a game of inches, right? And in a lot of, in a lot of cases, like, oh, what's God, the, you have no idea. What's like, what's the pressure like? What are your kids, what do they put on themselves for pressure like after a round like that where it was one stroke or one point, which I'm assuming is a stroke? Yes. One, so, one single stroke. So, playing over every stroke and going, man, I should have done this or should have done that. Is that like, is that an intensity, or they realize that it's like it's it's the game overall? Uh, I'll tell you this: I am so impressed with my son Sean. Mm-hmm. I'm impressed with all my kids, but um, there's so much adversity in the game of golf that you have to overcome. I mean, literally, hold the hole, shot to shot. Yeah. First of all, you have played golf. We yeah. both stink at it, but there's a pre-shot routine that you have to do consciously or subconsciously for every single shot. Yeah. Is my stance right? Is my grip right? Am I standing over the ball right? You know, is my feet are my feet right? Do I have the right club? Do I have, is the club open enough? You know, there's so many different decisions. Like, it is very stressful, especially as a parent. I don't. I think the kids get used to it a little bit, but as a parent, it's very stressful. And I am so proud of him because um, he committed last week to uh, play golf at Bates College, which is an outstanding school up well, in Lewiston, which we could talk about too. Yeah, I, I was actually just going to ask you. Yeah. Think, thankfully, Lewiston was the campus was safe and fine, and yeah. nobody from the campus got hurt or injured, which is awesome. But you guys were up there four days before. We that. were up there four days before, and what a beautiful place! Like it was just yeah. so sad. It was just surreal. Uh, yeah. Four days later to have this incident happen. But um, real quickly, it's tough. I mean, there's six guys playing golf in this championship. Mm-hmm. Four scores count. Four yep. out of the six count. I mean, one stroke is is it's one lip out. Yeah, it's one miss hit. It's you know, it's one miss putt opportunity. There's so many 
crazy things. It does mess with their heads. I mean, all of them come off the course because you don't know how, how the team did, right? right? You're just like, oh, my God, we didn't play well. So I they're each play playing well. on different holes. Different holes. They don't yeah. play with each other. In the tournament, you play with three other kids from other, other schools. Yeah. And uh, it was an extremely tough course up in Hamden, Mass. And... Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy how these kids overcome. Really, just what do you call it? Rejection, a failure. It's you could call it failure, but it's not. Um, yeah. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. The less life lessons these guys learn go far beyond the fairways and greens for sure. Right. So good job, Sean. Yeah. Looking forward to watching you next year at Bates. And uh, yeah. So, and I want to ask you this, and, and congratulations, Sean, and and uh, and the school and. Um, but I did want to ask you, you know, because Lewiston is beautiful, like all, like, you know, once you get, I mean, Maine's just a beautiful state, right? It's yeah. not a lot of people. It's a lot yeah. of woods. It's a lot of, um, you know, so it's, it's like one of the least violent states. I mean, the total murder count in the state of Maine last year was 29. Total. Total. Right. The whole state. Yep. This one incident was, uh, 18 souls lost, um, and 20 or it was 30 the... injured. Worst mass shooting this year in the yep. country. So, um, <clears throat> out of the 550 plus mass shootings, I know how I felt because I know the facility director at Lewiston Publics. I know people that work in Lewiston. I know Lewiston. I, I and I know how I felt from someone that hasn't been there in a while and just knowing people. But what was that like for you? Like waking up or not waking up because it was at night, but like putting on the news or someone saying, Hey, because, I mean, I called in. I'm like, hey, can you, this is crazy. Yeah. But what was that like as a parent for like, I was just at this place four days ago and it seemed like it was so perfect and everything else. And now all this happens. Like, did you have like a, like for me, my gut check is like, well, he's not, my kids aren't going there. Like that's just, and that's just that like crazy, like parent yeah. feeling. Yeah. I know that that wouldn't stick and stay because it's like that can happen anywhere. Like that whole, like watching the news and, the reporter's always going to that one person in the audience. It's like, this never happens here. And da 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 This stuff happens everywhere. We have to get to real reality of this is no longer a society that we live in that, like, if something happens, when something happens. Correct. Like, that said, you guys were there four days prior. Like, you probably yeah. drove past those places or in close proximity. Like, what was that like? You know, honestly, I never, I never once had a thought of um, Sean's future there. Yeah. It was more, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, you and I are both kind of, I mean, I, I use social media, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not really crazy about it. Yeah. But I, I will tell you that the, the parent page, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> you'll take care of that, Adam, right? Yeah. Take some liquid death. <coughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, liquid death. Yeah. And water. <laughs> This is the plain flavor, but I think we have some raspberry. We get berry, yeah, berry. We get berry, yeah. Yeah, these guys are, they're out in Europe, I think, and they're, they're doing all right. They get uh, 14 bucks for an eight-pack. Nice. So the social, the, the Facebook page for the Bates College Parents was... So you're already on it. Yeah, my wife is. Yeah, she jumped right on it. <laughs> she wasted no time. And she said... Uh, it really was remarkable because, uh, you know, communication was kind of out for a little bit there, yeah. and... and there were parents who were traveling for business and had no way of knowing how their kid was, or whatever. They couldn't get in touch with them. Yeah. And and they were communicating on the Facebook page saying, you know, I'm safe, he's safe. And yeah. that's when social media works. 
right? It works and it can work and it yeah. does work in these situations. So no, we, we weren't, um, we didn't think first, I, I know I didn't, my wife didn't anything about Sean's future there. It was just about the poor people of Lewiston. Yeah. It was just, our hearts went out to them. Yeah. Well, and it's just, it's, yeah. And like you said, it's it's going to happen. It, it can happen anywhere. Mm -hmm. And there's over 550 mass shootings have alone this year. Yeah. That's that's insane. Yeah. Yeah, it, I was I was in Dallas when the um the shooter at the parking garage was shooting at the police and yeah. and uh there was a lockdown. I was in the lockdown in 2020 in the hospital district in Boston when the um there was the shooter at the valet that the police chased into Brookline. It's um, it's 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 scary, but you're right. Your mindset kind of goes to like, you know, I'm okay. What you know, how bad yeah. for all those other people? And it's, um, yeah, it's you know. know what though? It's it's very traumatic for anybody in that area. I I know my my niece. Uh, there was a an active shooter situation at her college. It wasn't turned out to be a false alarm. But my brother-in-law, it was like, I don't know, it was like 11 o'clock at night and he drove three hours to the college to, you know, to, yeah. to find her and to be with her. It, it was, it's yeah. weird. you're, you're impacted no matter what, yep. even if it's a false alarm. It's scary. So, so, um, I was so, um, I was so angry. It was, it was kind of, um, I gotta find this cause it's, it's, um, it, it really, it just really shows what, where my brain is just so weird i get angry every time i hear it honestly i just i just i'm all for guns i think yeah. i think people should have the the protection and they should have the have right the, they should have the right if, if if you know they should have the right to you have, should have the right to have guns in your home i, I right. just i don't I, I don't want to alienate any of our listeners i just don't understand the high capacity you know well i don't know i don't know that it's the high capacity i think but what do you need it think for. well what well i think i so I, I I don't I think that that's a conversation I don't. So what do you need an AR fifteen for? So you for? so you and I you and I talked about this. Yeah. And, and you said you know you went into the guns and I went into mental health. I don't understand how someone that was committed in August hearing voices and saying that he should shoot up a uh, an army reserve base was allowed to purchase guns. I don't. I believe that there is a there is a a flaw in the system that is enabling people that should not have a right to bear arms based on their mental health. Like, hey, let's see if we can get you fixed. Let's see if there's something wrong. Let's see if there's something that, yeah. like, Well, that was see. supposed to happen. Right, that was and, that, and that didn't out. happen. But that's happened That's yeah. happened on multiple occasions. Like, that's that's the, the breakdown. The breakdown is in, you know, not all, you know, no, not having proper safeguards in place in certain states. And I think that that's one of those things. It's just like, you know, um, it just it just it just boggles my mind. That was yeah. the thing that boggled my mind was like, how did this guy, how was this guy with all the things that had happened, the mental well being check and all this stuff, how was he able to go in someplace and legally purchase those guns? That's the that's 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 my yeah. My challenge. I I mean I've done I've done my reading on it a little bit, but I, I he already I think well first of all I think he already had guns. Yeah. Um, I know he went he bought, to try He to, bought more recently. That was he, the, he went to buy a silencer, and, and this is what blew me away, too. On the form at the, the shop that he wanted to buy the silencer, yeah. you have to check, do you have, uh, have you recently been diagnosed or treated for a mental illness? And he right. actually checked yes. Yeah. And the guy said, I'm sorry, I can't sell you. But he could have just yeah. checked no, right? Right. There's no check on right. it. It's that's a, that's a my thing. Yeah. You, you, you self-report your yeah. mental health 
which right. shouldn't really be the case. You should be have the, this. No, is why, it's, this is where I think the national background thing needs to be hooked up to. You know, people's. Well, I think it's. I think we're just. I think we're so. I think. I think we're so far off on yeah. on checks and balances overall. And I and and it's it's not an analogy or a comparison, but like, I had a company that digitally hijacked me a year ago. Mm-hmm. Right? They took all my stuff, and if you search for me for six months, it went to someone else's website. Yeah. And there's no laws against it. And I think that, and I'm not saying it's the same thing, but I think we're in like 1962 right. with the, the the checks on people. Like, there's so much technology out there that you could, <clears throat> and I get HIPAA violations and all that stuff. But we're talking about people with mental health issues. Like, if you're checked in and you've got a mental health issue and you're you're yeah. you're you're voluntary or involuntarily, you know, put in some place to to get checked out, and they find that you have some some yeah. challenges, especially if you're hearing voices and things like that. Like that should be something oh, yeah. that's on a gun registry that you go into a gun store, or you go to a gun fair, or you do whatever. There's a flag that pops up and says, "No, no, no, hold off, wait a minute, let's." <laughs> that, that's all. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. But yeah. I, and we can end this debate now because I, I, I don't. Again, I, yeah. I believe in guns. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'm fine with people having guns. Yeah. I just don't understand why we don't have that national system in place. Yep. yep. Right. Yep. No, and it's it. Uh, I got to tell you, the, 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 the it, look. This is a bad example, Josh. Yeah. But if if you're a sex offender, you're flagged yeah. in the system for the rest of your right. life. And I can go on. I, and I can actually go on the computer, and yes. I can see that. Like that in your was, neighborhood, you can see if oh, there's one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we had we had we had some parents at school that had some some questions and things, and it was kind of a heated discussion, and it sounded like they knew what they were talking about. I said, "Hey, how many sex offenders live within a mile?" around this school. Nobody could answer me. I said, well, four. I go, how do you know that? I went on the website. I know where sex offenders live, where are close proximity to my kids. I always know that. Yeah. And, you know, we, I'm sorry, we have a right to, to kind of know these things so that we're protecting ourselves. I just, I was driving over here and Amy sent me a text and she's like, there's two people with clipboards just pulled down our driveway. First of all, our driveway is 800 feet long. You right. come down our driveway, you better be invited. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking about guns. Right. So you better, you better be invited, right, to come down our driveway. And but yeah, I, I want to know who's who's around and who lives here. Um, but on a on a on a different subject on the, the night of the shooting, it was October twenty sixth, never forget it. Um, I was in my room, I was preparing for my my keynote the next morning, and I don't know if you texted me, somebody texted me and they're like, Oh my god, you got put on the news because I try and I, I get I go down the rabbit hole like mm-hmm. I I tell people not to go down it, and but when I do it it's bad like I'm up for three days watching you know and I'm 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 and and it's it's a bad and so I purposely try to avoid it and so I don't know if it was you or somebody that night on the 26th of October said put on the news and so I put on CNN and I put on Fox News so I put it I I bounce from one to mm-hmm. the other because you know the, neither of them are right like they're just both yeah. they're both reporting and it's that's all they're doing they're reporting and it's not a result and uh so i put the news on and i went to cnn and then i went to fox and you know shame on fox like this is and 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 i like fox news and i like cnn news in in each of them but this was this was really um bad, bad taste they had you know we got all stuff going on in israel and gaza they had a reporter in israel reporting about their thoughts on the shooting and comparisons mm. that was going on. It was like the weirdest thing. Right. So I get so angry. I'm like, that's it. And I went on GoDaddy. I'm like, the news sucks.com. 
I bought it. Next morning, I got told, I own, <laughs> I own the newsucks.com. So if I ever want to do something, because like I try to tell people all the time, is like, if you think the world's worse than, if you think the world's all bad, it is. If you think the world's all good, it is. And it's like, you have to try to figure out yeah. how to find that healthy balance and find good stuff. And so, you know, it's kind of, I do this, I do this talk with schools and I say, you know, I give them a piece of paper and I say, all right, I want you to write one awesome thing that happened in your school district in the last year. And a lot of times people are hesitant. They're like, well, what is it? And it's not because they have so yeah. many awesome things that they think about. And then I say, all right, tell me one bad thing that happened. Write down one bad thing. And they'll just feverishly it, write just, or they'll yeah. say, I don't have enough paper. And it's because their brains are wired to think about the bad before they think about the good. Mm -hmm. So I bought the new sucks.com. Um, if anybody wants to buy it, it's also for sale because I just don't <laughs> know what I'm going to do with it. I was just angry and figured that was what I would what I would do is uh, – I was going to put something that was just the news yeah. sucks and put good, good yeah, stories. Yeah, it, it's it was a crazy month all around for you personally, um, for the news. Just life was busy. Uh, let, let's try to wrap this up by talking a little bit about the book. Yeah, and uh, the direction of be awesome because I know we have some work to do. Uh, um, to our fans out there, we are uh, working on the site to make it even better and more uh, accessible for everyone. So that's coming up soon. But I wanted to throw an idea about the book to you. because right, So uh, you're going to throw an idea about the book to me on a podcast that you haven't asked me about? Yes. All right. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, this is this is how you and I roll. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't talked about this yet. All right. Uh, but I figured let's just do it live. Yeah. That's two birds with one stone. Yeah. Um, so uh, my third book, and my it'll be my third book in three years. So it's, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. And the idea for this book is Josh, Josh has an incredible story and I am so privileged and honored that you invited me to share it, help you share it. Um, it's a lot easier for an author to write about someone than it is to help them massage their own words. And I like to do things differently. And yeah. I'm just throwing this out there. I'd love to have the, um, mm -hmm. some feedback from our, mm -hmm. our, our listeners, yeah. honestly. And the two, and the two that recommend and, and in my family members. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want, I'm serious. I'm dead. Yeah. This is something different. I, and I don't know if a lot of people do it this way. I would love to write a book where it's almost like alternating chapters, where I write a chapter about you, and then you write your not. You're not going to write your chapter that follows isn't going to be a commentary on what I wrote. It's mm -hmm. just I'd like to bounce back and forth the narrative, two voices, because there's so much that people would want to hear about you that you couldn't write about yourself. All right, it's it's hard to write. So give me a, can you give me an example of like what a chap one chapter is in your brain? Well, well, just just like you're gonna have a hard time writing about your 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 pre talk routine, like and I, I I've witnessed it, like I know you're about to hyperventilate every single time you go on stage, even though you've done it hundreds and hundreds of times. Yeah, and and this is the other thing people don't know about you is Josh will call me two minutes before he's about to go live on stage. Yeah. And I can hear the audience buzzing in the background. He's like, he's like, yeah, uh, I just got a minute here. I'm just about to go on stage. There's 500 people in the audience. And uh, hey, did you get a chance to? <laughs> and he's going through a checklist of things in his head that have nothing to do with the talk. And I'm going, Josh, you're on the stage. He's like, I, I got to go. I got to do my breathing exercise before I hyperlimbrate. So like, like I want to tell some parts of your life that yeah. you're not going to be able to tell yourself because you're not going to think of them or yeah. you don't you don't think they're important. Yeah. And then the next chapter would be sort of like. Uh, you know, you 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 would jump in and say, "I'm not always awesome." Yeah, and then you you kind of write about an experience, and yeah. then I write in the next chapter, 
I kind of pick up the trail on some yeah. of those themes, and I can, and I, and also it's easier for me to. Has this ever been done before? I don't know. I'm. I, I mean, re- you read a lot of books. Like, have you ever? Like, I have never read a book that. Where did re- you come up with this idea? Let's let's put it that way. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have ADHD, yeah. and I just think of this stuff all the time. No, like, but you just randomly you're making you're making you baking bread one night, and you're like, you know what? Be a good bread. <laughs> By the way, he bakes bread. It's fantastic. Uh, yeah, I do a lot of thinking when I'm cooking and when yeah. I'm baking. Uh, maybe a bourbon here and there, but yeah. no, honestly, I was thinking about how if I was going to write this is this is where the idea came from. I think I could write an awesome book about you. Yeah, I know you could. That's why I chose you. But it's important for you to be uh, an equal, or um, it's, it's important to you to be writing some of it as well. Yeah, because this is transcends yeah. into your career and your yeah. future and, you know, uh, yeah. ability to brand yourself. So I don't think it's ever been done. I think it would be phenomenal. Yeah. I don't know how exactly I'm going to weave it back and forth, but it'll be clear. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't know if I'm asking you or telling you this. <laughs> I haven't decided well, I kinda, that part yet. Well, so I, I, I you, you kind of had me because I was thinking about that even like when I was writing stuff uh, and sending it to you. That was hard for me. Like it was hard to tell the Mrs. Singleton story, right? Yeah. Um, that that was a that's hard for me to write about it. Um, and there was a number of other ones I was like, well, geez, yeah. But um, I kind of like that. Yeah. I, I kind of like the idea that you you see, um, you kind of see me and you get me as far as like even in a short amount of time because we've spent so much time and because like I'm sitting here going, yeah, I guess I do that and I don't even realize it's just my routine it's yeah. like oh shoot i gotta call mark and ask him if he shipped that t-shirt yet while <laughs> i'm sitting getting ready to go on stage and, and right you say like you say it's like uh yeah it's it's <laughs> it's minutes it's minutes before this you're not calling me a half hour before mm. you're calling me minutes or yeah i was know, behind stage the last one yeah, yeah. or hey I'm, yeah i'm yeah. just about to hop on a plane I'm, I'm going to alaska yeah and just i just think you know a little shadow, more yeah. shadowing of you, yeah. and like I'll just pick up some of the things that will really complete. Does the that story. mean you get to come on the road? With yeah, me? that's part of it. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah. I'm not going for forty days, but yeah. you know, All right? Yeah, no, that's deal. I, I uh, so we'll talk there's, more. There's so much more about your life. Yeah, outside of specific stories. Yeah, and these these little incidents back up. Yeah, who you are. Yeah, your authenticity. Your, you know, the kind. It's different when you're talking about. You know, buying plane tickets for people stuck in Florida because of a hurricane, it's different when somebody else explains that 100%. kindness yeah. than you saying, hey. Yeah, if you, you say know. it yourself, you're humble bragging. Yeah, and, it's, and a, it's, it's a not, humble brag, but yeah. so and it's not why, it, you know, it's that, and you hear those stories from others typically, or you'll hear me just say it, something like that, just in passing. Like, yeah. Plus, I want to get some of your... Your friends, I, yeah. I want to hear this. I want them to talk about you, and you can't really do that. Yeah. You can't say, "Hey, this is what my friend thinks of me." Mm-hmm. Well, I can, but I probably you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the, some of the people in your life yeah. uh, would take a bullet for you, and yeah. I want them to be part of the the, the book too because it, it backs up who you are. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we got to wrap this up, uh, but I got to tell you, um, you got me on two things. One. It's never been done before. I always want to do things that have never been done before. And two, um, the idea that you want to do it to to get the message the right way, which is beyond what 
I would do, which is true, which is, again, that's the hardest part is mm-hmm. I, I don't do this. Again, the talks I do aren't meant to be about me. It's meant to be about the greatness and everybody in the audience. And, and that's hard, right? So it's like, I've been struggling. That's why it's five years in and I don't have a book. Um, mm-hmm. So let's do it. You, okay. You just got it. Episode 112, Mark put me on the spot as we're closing out. And you got to close out and ask everybody for ratings and reviews and do all that stuff. But Mark Resnick just laid out the book diagram and we're going to do it. And now that means that he has to travel with me on occasion. And uh, Sean's golf is over. He's not going to college until Correct. the fall. Do we, do, like, we'll, we'll work through any 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 times I have to. Un- by, by the way. Um, Mark didn't say he wasn't coming with me to Wisconsin. I uninvited him. He was uninvited from coming when he told me about this. So he didn't let me down in any way. I let him down by uninviting him to a, a wonderful trip, which we had a great breakfast, by the way, with David Cooks, your brother-in-law. Yeah. You were missing me. So we kept the table. We kept the seat open. Nice. It was an empty seat. We had a, a glass of water because we didn't want to waste good home fries and eggs on something that wasn't going to get eaten. But there was a glass of water in honor of you and uh, – uh, we'll figure out the the trips to go on. So that's yep. cool. Thanks well, for having me. Yeah. This is great. Hey, Josh, thanks for being <laughs> thanks for being on the podcast today. Uh, like you said, episode one twelve. And uh, if you like uh, if you like the conversations uh, that we had and we're going to continue to have, then please definitely leave us a five star review or, or any review. Really, we, we just want your honest feedback. And if there's something we can do better, uh, please email Josh at uh, beawesome.com. That's b e a u s m dot com. And uh, we appreciate your time and look forward to uh, talking with you soon. Yeah. And if you can be anything, be awesome. Damn it. (laughs) Come to you from underneath a peach blossom. It's time for an episode of Be Awesome. Find positivity throughout your life and work. Just like our mascot rooster, see the jerk.